Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the incredible true story of a normal, innocent man whose life was absolutely decimated by an entitled squatter. Entitled squatter tried to steal my brother's house. Several years ago, my brother, Dan, moved from California to Washington State and built a three-bedroom house on one of two parcels of land he'd bought when he was just 18 years old. He lived in a nice community with a small lake and had an HOA. During the 2008 economic crash, he ran into financial trouble, so we helped him. To repay us for the help, in March of 2016, he came down to California for an extended period to work on our house, which was neglected because of helping him. He was very proficient at renovating houses and did fantastic work. In November, my brother's friend, Jake, called him and asked if a friend of his, Tuna, could stay in one of the rooms for $400 per month. Dan had worked for many years with Jake doing construction for a house flipper, so he trusted Jake's judgment. He needed the money and thought it might be good to have someone trustworthy there to watch his house. Dan drove back up to Washington, cleaned out a room, put a lock on his bedroom door, locked the door, and put some of his things in a storage area up out of the way in the garage. Tuna seemed nice and gave Dan $400 for the first month. There was never a written rental agreement. It was just verbal and meant to be temporary because Dan was going to return in six months. Tuna never sent another payment. We would call and ask her and she always said it had been sent, but nothing ever arrived. So what was going on at his house? We pieced together that something wrong was going on there after Dan's neighbor called. And after questioning Jake, the neighbor complained that the house had turned into a drug house full of people and cars coming and going all hours of the night. At the beginning of June 2017, Dan drove back to Washington and handed Tuna a three-day eviction notice. She left, stating that she had somewhere else to live and would get her stuff later. He allowed her to retrieve her stuff at a later date. He just wanted her out. He started working on repairs and cleaning up the house. I mailed Dan a care package with some clothes, a California-themed shopping bag, and gift cards for gas and food. Five days later, Tuna showed up with two men who punched Dan in the face. They wanted to take the house back by force. Dan went to the neighbor and called the police. The police came, and instead of arresting the men and Tuna, they took Dan to jail for missing a child support court date, which then put a warrant on him. Before coming to California, he thought everything regarding child support back payments for his independent, successful 23-year-old adult child had been taken care of. He had no idea about a court date, since they notified by mail, and Tuna had never forwarded his mail, which was one of the things she promised to do. The child support scam on Dan is another issue I'll have to submit later. So the police essentially handed the house over to Tuna. She and her cronies went in, changed the locks, and placed a long metal bar across the inside of the garage door so it couldn't be opened from the outside. They stole the package I sent to Dan and spent the gift cards. Meanwhile, my family and I were on vacation in Hawaii and I received a phone call from Dan in jail. I spent a whole day of my vacation in the hotel room trying to figure out how to get him out. Bail bonds could not be used for child support cases. 
Finally, they let him out when I paid a charter port payment of $350. He'd been in jail for three days and the squatters had dug themselves in. So when he returned to his house, he had to call the police to arrest them for trespassing. After all, Tuna had been evicted, left, and no longer had permission to be there. They were squatters by all accounts, but the state defers to people who just claim they are renting, therefore requiring a landlord to go through the court system to remove the so-called tenants who are actually squatters. The police came and screwed him over once again. Tuna claimed she was renting the entire house and the police believed her instead of Dan. She told the policeman that she would leave in 10 days and the policeman told Dan that he could have his house back in 10 days because Tuna said she would leave by then. Are you kidding me? Dan was instructed to then leave the premises or be arrested. It was his house. She was trespassing. He got into his minivan and drove away with nowhere to stay but in the van. Of course, Tuna did not leave after 10 days. Dan went back after 10 days and called the police again. Once again, the police told him to leave or be arrested. We didn't know what to do next. One of the HOA board members, who had some experience in managing real estate properties, attempted to help us. She said that he needed a 20-day eviction notice, then Tuna would be out, and this had always worked for her when she had to evict tenants. Okay, so the 20-day notice was posted and we waited. Tuna did not leave. Dan went over to his house and started cleaning up trash strewn all over the yard waiting for her to leave but tuna called the police stating that she was a renter and he was disturbing her once again dan was asked to leave or be arrested this time dan put his phone on speaker and i heard the whole interaction between him and the police yep he had to leave or be arrested dan couldn't even get his construction tools out of the garage and couldn't work without his tools and with being homeless how do you even work what was going to happen to all of his possessions his sentimental things his room had been broken into long before his things removed and people had used the room it was near the end of summer we were paying his mortgage payments and it was getting so hard on everyone then something nice happened a kind friend adam asked him to stay at his house which dan did during this time dan worked for adam with loan tools and also went to some landlord tenant educational meetings the people at the meetings were helpful and instructed dan on how to proceed by taking the matter to court the police would not go further without a court order to physically evict tuna it would be difficult to afford the cost to hire a lawyer but eventually we did and we ended up getting one dan posted a court appearance on the door of his house since tuna never answered the door and that is what you do legally in this case Every time he posted a court appearance, he had to legally give her one week notice, which he did. He showed up at court and Tuna failed to show up. So he won by default, right? Well, wrong. The judge said that Tuna was not given proper notice because the notice was posted by Dan instead of an anonymous person. Dan walked out of the courtroom. The lawyers from the landlord and tenant meetings were there and couldn't believe it. Unfortunately, Adam had to move out of his house he was renting. So Dan had to go back to living in his van. It was autumn in the Pacific Northwest and getting cold. The police had started harassing him if he slept in his van. We rented motel rooms for Dan. Once while at a motel, Dan had a knock on the door in the middle of the night. He thought it was the staff and opened the door. Instead, two men burst into the room and proceeded to beat the heck out of him to rob him. They broke his finger and gave him a concussion. Dan ran to his van, drove it to a parking lot and slept. He refused to go back to the motel. Things were starting to go downhill in a very bad way. I found a lawyer from a non-profit who worked for free to help. 
He actually used that three-day eviction notice that Dan had given Tuna back in June as a basis for the case. I'd found it online, the wording was appropriate, and it had been served properly. The lawyer had to jump through endless hoops and court appearances. The same judge presided over every case that had to do with evictions, and she always favored the tenants, including entitled ones. This took forever, like three more months, and Dan became haggard, homeless, sick, depressed, and at times went missing. Once I called every hospital, jail, homeless shelter, and even the food bank looking for him. His van was impounded four times, he was hospitalized four times, he was endlessly hunted down and harassed by the police. Three times I found him because I was listed as his emergency contact on his state insurance when he showed up at hospitals. While all of this was happening to Dan, my husband was in a serious motorcycle accident and I had to take care of him, change his dressing, etc. Okay, I'm crying right now. This was so hard to endure, remember, and difficult to write about. I couldn't leave and fly up to Washington to help my brother, but I was doing everything down here to get his house back with the lawyer. I got him motel rooms at other motels when I could. I paid four times to get his van out of impound. I sent him cell phones and care packages delivered at UPS stores. Before we even continue, can I just say, OP, you're an absolute hero. Wow. One time, Dan was lost and didn't have his van or phone. He ended up at a hospital who contacted me. He told me that he'd felt really sick and had gone to the hospital earlier who released him after examining him even after he pleaded with them to let him stay because he felt horribly sick. He ended up collapsed on the sidewalk by the Salvation Army shelter, who wouldn't let him in, and another homeless person called 911. So he was back at that hospital with a very serious condition affecting his heart. I told the hospital to please call me at release time so I could arrange a motel for Dan. They didn't. He was then found in a park in frigid weather, dressed in a pair of scrubs, a t-shirt, a hoodie, and one shoe a city policeman called me and took him to a motel where he stayed a while i sent a care package there dan told me that one time when he was being harassed by the police for cooking food in a park he mouthed off and told them they were communists and it was their fault that he was homeless because they gave his house to a squatter a fire truck arrived so he wasn't arrested with the fireman there but i don't think the police liked him much for saying that in october dan was arrested for drunk driving while he was sleeping in a walmart parking lot like how I had to bail him out of jail over that. Every time he didn't get to court hearings, they would post warrants for his arrest. One time he was in jail and they refused to give him his medication, so I had to bail him out because he felt so awful. In mid-November, the police arrested Dan again for not showing up to court for that so-called drunk driving incident. He begged me to bail him out. Even though the bail bondsman paid the bail in the late afternoon, the jail released him in the middle of the night, again with no vehicle, impounded, a dead cell phone, no charger, it was in the van, no money, etc. I found out later that this jail only releases people at night so they can get credit and are paid by the state for the whole day. That night he was released, it was our deceased mother's birthday. Dan was then found unconscious in a ditch by a seawall in a Starbucks parking lot. He had a broken femur, a broken hip, a cracked spine, a head contusion, and that finger was still broken from the motel incident. The doctors evaluated that he'd been hit in the back of his head with a blunt object. We do not know who did it. The last thing he remembers was a police car driving by. He was airlifted to a major hospital in Seattle, about 50 miles from where he was. I took a flight up to Seattle as soon as I could and visited him. The doctors showed me the x-rays and he had countless rods and pins put into his body to put him back together. By this time, we were getting closer to having his house back. I went by the house with Adam's brother-in-law, Paul, who was packing heats. We pounded on the door and I demanded that the squatters hand over my dead mother's rocking chair. 
The stupid friend jake was there and he handed it through the door It's a big heirloom mission style chair and they'd burned into the chair in four inch letters the word wasted Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials You'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The court order finally became available, but then we had to schedule the eviction according to when the police had time to do it, which was another two weeks. It was scheduled for the beginning of december i went back home to california briefly and returned the night of the eviction dan was in the hospital for almost two weeks when he was released i arranged a nice long-term stay type hotel back near home for him to live at until the police evicted the squatters paul helped us a lot he was with the police at the eviction changed all the locks and secured the house he picked up dan at the hotel and dan got to witness the eviction of that entitled female dog from hell She was the only one left in the house. A notice had been posted on the door to warn everyone to leave. But as usual, she didn't think there'd be any reason she would have to. It took her completely by surprise. The police pounded on the door and demanded she leave immediately. She asked if she could get this and that, but no, she couldn't. She grabbed her little dog, purse, and left with nothing else. The police put a notice on the door after Paul secured everything. Dan was driven back to the hotel, and then I arrived. I wish I could have seen the eviction, but I couldn't get a flight early enough. The neighbors said that a bunch of people came to the house that night, pounding on the door trying to get in, but couldn't. They almost called the police, but the people left. We went over there every day for about a week to clean up. Dan was confined to a wheelchair and was on heavy meds, so it was hard. He couldn't help too much, but he did his best. The house was a disaster. There were literally five tons of garbage in the yards around the house. The trash disposal service was not activated during this time, so they just piled it up around the house. On one side was a huge pillar of trash made out of wire fencing. It was about 8 feet by 8 feet and at least 12 feet high. The front yard was awful with several piles of trash about 4 feet high. Tuna left every single thing in the kitchen, in the cupboards, and rotting food in pans. The carpets were soaked in dog pee. There were clothes and junk everywhere. There was loads of crushed glass embedded into the gravel driveway like she wanted us to get flat tires. Over the doorway from the house into the garage was a dangerous booby trap, which literally could have killed someone. It was made out of large heavy metal clamps with a glass jewelry case teetering on top of the clamps. It could have fallen on top of someone's head if not discovered and someone jarred it a little. The water had been shut off for months by the HOA because they controlled the well and owned the water system. As soon as you don't pay the HOA fees, water is shut off. So all the toilets were clogged up with poop. The sewage system was impossible to unclog and later dan discovered that they'd thrown dirt and plastic containers down the pipes he had to go under the house and disassemble the pipes to get everything out hanging up on the wall in plain sight in the master bedroom was the california shopping bag i'd mailed to dan in the package that tuna had stolen she hung it there to taunt me now i'm not super religious but i felt the worst kind of evil there and i had to pray and debunk the evil spirits from that house i stayed for weeks there cleaning up and I hired some people to do yard clean out to get the front yard clean later dan and adam dealt with the pillar of trash at the side of the house every construction tool that belonged to dan was stolen he couldn't work much from a wheelchair but needed the tools to repair his own house 
Dan persisted though. He finally got to the point where he could walk. Now he can't walk for long periods. He gets tired easily, but he can do things slowly. He has some nice roommates that drive him places and take care of him at times. Many of his tools have been replaced. He sanded off the wasted message on mum's rocking chair. So we've sunk a lot of money into helping him, but what else is one supposed to do? It was a life or death situation. That was his house that he'd built so many years ago. This was the most wicked thing I've ever encountered. It was coming from all directions. We heard that the creepy squatter died a year later. Nobody wanted to take her in and she went from person to person staying wherever. If she would have been decent and kind, she probably could have been a roommate and had a place. But she thought she could just take someone's house. And there we go. That is the end of that incredible story. I don't even know where to begin. The first thing that springs to my mind, as I did mention during that story, is OP, you're an absolute legend. You don't even need to vindicate your actions throughout this entire thing. The amount of money and time that you spend on your brother is incredible. And yes, you could argue that, you know, your family is your right to do that. You have to do something like that. You've got to look after your own. But to that extent, I'm sorry. That is just incredible. Again, all I can say is just astonishing. Incredible scenes. As for Dan, I don't even know what to say. Um, just Where do you even begin with a story like that? So deeply sad. But his bravery and his persistence throughout all of that is astonishing nonetheless. And now, you know, yeah, he's not back to where he was, but he's getting there. He's got his house finally, which is still a mental sentence to say. Yeah, he owns his own house. What? Doesn't make any sense. But wow, at least he's on the road to recovery. And um, yeah, there's no doubt that he would not be there without your support. And finally, I do just want to say, I still don't really get how it can be possible that a squatter can just do this and then all these rights are in place, like squatter's rights and all this other stuff that just means that someone can't just say, no, get out, I'm calling the police, you're in my house, go. I get like the technicality of it. Yes, they were renting, etc., etc. So legally they're allowed to be there, but they're also not paying. Like, why are the police not on the owner's side? It makes no sense to me. We saw it the other day with another one of my episodes entitled Parents. If you haven't seen that one, I'll link it in the end screen that's on screen right now where another squatter just ruined someone else's life. And eventually, yeah, they got destroyed, but it took a long time. Um, I don't get it personally. That is our slash title, People. And I enjoyed it very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.